that time. No, that's right. Guess what? You are now tuned in and therefore have positioned yourself to become undeniable in your pursuit of personal, professional, and spiritual excellence. Hopefully you are pursuing excellence because, but if you're not, I guarantee you have come to the right place today. Welcome to this stupendous episode of Become Undeniable. I am your host, your mostly humble host. I don't know. We'll ask the guys what they think, but you're mostly humble host, Brad Austin. But always keeping it real, no matter whose feelings it hurts, while providing undeniable value every step of the way. I'm having a good day today. I got to be honest with you. I was a little nervous to get on the show and everything else. You know, this is like episode four or five, but, um, you know, it. I get in this groove and I just go and, and it's it's so much fun. And rather than talk about myself any longer, because I don't like to do that, right? Today, I want to tell you guys, we are joined by two very special guests, actually the same two special guests that were here with me on the last episode. The truth is, they brought so much value, so much meat to the table that we just couldn't eat it all in one sitting. So we had to get together again for a part two. So let's get to it because we got so many, so many questions that are that are going to give such substantive answers. And it is my hope, obviously, that if you're listening right now, you can extract at least one small piece of value that changes your life or the life of somebody else, right? Because we aren't here for ourselves. And this show is going to show you why that's the case. But let's get to it. First off, we have from Texas, a friend of mine that I've known for a very, very long time, Mr. Bobby Clark. Bobby Clark is a certified fitness coach. He is the owner of TexasFit413.com, and he coaches people to help bring them to into the best shape of their lives through the mentality of purpose-driven fitness that encompasses all three things, body, mind, and soul. All right. This guy knows what he's doing. I've lost over 30 pounds with him. That's a quick shameless plug. I don't care. I'll do it all day for all of my guests because if you're on this show, you are worthy of promotion. You are worthy of praise. You are worthy of bringing value to other people. And there is value everybody can give. So, Bobby, welcome to the show. Next person that we have on the show is the, I said it before, I will say it again. I'm going to call you unapologetic Justin, man, because you just keep it real no matter whose feelings it hurts too. <laughs> this guy, he gets in your face, but you don't even know he's in your face. He's so smooth. He's so nice. He's so diplomatic. And then you, then he does nothing but actually make you think, right? He gets in your face without getting in your face. The unapologetic host of the Clay podcast, Mr. Justin Blair. And as a quick promo to Justin's podcast that I listen to on the regular, I'm probably the first one that listens every single week when it comes out because I'm on the treadmill. And I just, I look and see what episodes are new and I see Clay right there and I go right to it. And I just listen to that first or anything else. That's a true story because I want to hear what this guy has to say. And you should too. If you are a Christian man, this show, the theme of this show is for him, for, for Christian men. But if you are a man that has not discovered his faith yet, if you are a woman who has a man that needs to discover how to better himself, this show is for all. Right. Do not discriminate thinking it is only for Christian men. So that said, guys, we got to get into part two. Welcome to the show again. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being here. It's going to be a blast. And I know it. How are you? Great, Brad. Great. Awesome. That, what, what's that? 
I like what you said in the beginning. Um, you know, we're bringing us back for a second, you know, a second helping, if you will. Mm. But I, I don't know about you, but I, I like leftovers. <laughs> and I eat leftovers all the time. And I think sometimes leftovers are the best because it had time to marinate. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we are. We had our first episode together. Um, we've got, we had, we, had, we had some good meat, but it's been marinating for a, f- a few days. And now it's time to eat the leftovers. And here we go. Yeah, yeah. First of all, man, did, did we not go over the rules? Like, you know, I, I'm the host, right? If, if you are a, bad, if, if you are a guest, <laughs> if you are a guest, you need to ask for permission. If you are a co-host, yeah. then you can interrupt. We got you, my bad. Right. Got you. Yes, can sir. I, yes, sir. Can I actually get a copy of those rules before we start? And did I not send them? I, 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 mean, I don't think so. Maybe uh, before part three, we can talk yeah, about the rules. Man, I don't know if people. Go. I don't know if people are going to be able to handle parts one and two, much less going going for thirds. They'll be fine. Hey, we're we're to be like Jesus, right? And Jesus wasn't a real follower. No joke, man. Because he was a relation of follower. He was all about relationship. He wasn't about rules. Rules is what he tried to oppose. Mm-hmm. So sorry about you. We're about to oppose some rules right now. That's right. Well, and and that's the thing, man. Again, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, get off track, but but that that's the truth that people don't understand, right? I mean, people think of Jesus as they have this, they have this, um, this, this concoction that they've created in their head about who he is. He was just a great man. He was just a teacher. He was just this. He was just that. How you say just, how you put the word just in front of the only man, the only human being to ever die and actually leave the grave, man. The only, I mean, I want to know that guy, man. You know, I don't know about you guys, but that's the only one in history. Yeah, but in any case, follow the rules and, and everything will be all right, man. So let's <laughs> let's get into it. All right, let's let's do this, because I had these questions all lined up last time. We only got to a few of them and I'm going to dive in. And so um, let's one of the themes of this show, guys, is that I, as I've shared with you previously, is is that, again, these these ideas that we have about faith, these ideas that we have about Christ himself, these ideas that Hollywood has shown us or whoever has shown us, right? We get those ideas in and they stick in our heads and and we're missing out on that real meat, if you will, uh, and the real substance of what they can take and and, and consume and benefit their lives with. And so one of the themes of the show is that I, I want to make, I want to make the unknown or the complicated more palatable, more digestible, more easier to understand for people that we all know, right? Even in our very close family who have these misconceptions about Christ and they have this big wall, this big barrier around that they put around themselves that is preventing themselves from, from enjoying the, the freedom that they get in, in a faith that they think is just a bunch of rules. Right. It's it's opposite. So um, I think I think to keep it a little more diplomatic, I'm going to start with you first, Justin, <laughs> and then we can let Bobby smack people in the face afterwards. All right. But, you know, you hear this, these these things all the time. And I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to understand what what is your response and what would you say to those people that say, oh, you know, I, yeah, I, I've heard about Jesus and everything else. But but but, you know, in my opinion, there are many paths to God. Right. Mm. You know, there are many paths to God. I, I can get to him all kinds of ways. What do you say to that, bro? 
that's a that's a common common question, right? We we want to look at life and go, well, I mean, if there is a heaven and if there is a God, then then there has to be lots of ways to get there because that would be the the nice, loving, kind thing to do. Uh, and mm-hmm. and and we're missing we're missing the, the point there. We're missing the 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 purpose. Uh, the reality is, Jesus came. He lived. He died, and he rose again. And that is uh, that that is the only way. That is the way. He said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, and in in those in those words, in in that message, there, you're not going to find that across any other worldview. There's no payments. There's no other faith. There's no other. Uh, you know, I guess you could say uh, anti-faith, but in reality, that that is a faith, right? Uh, there's no other path that actually uh, has has any source of payment, and, and let alone a reason for that payment. Too, uh, a, a lot of these other uh, walks of of life or beliefs, uh, they're, they're rooted in this this idea of uh, of just just do good. And so my question often is, okay, well, what what is that going to to lend itself? And if and, and if your truth over here uh, says says one thing, but my truth says that your truth is a lie. Then who's right? Somebody has to be right at the end of the day. And so when when that question comes up for, for me, I I, I, don't, uh, I don't I don't jump on people. I, I get it. I understand where that's coming from. It's coming from a uh, honestly a, a, a desire internally just to to have uh, more more of that happiness, more of that joy, more of that uh, feel good feeling that you think that you're you're looking for. And and then so it's it's very common. It's a it's a very common common conversation to have, and so again that's why I, I don't like to jump over over people. I just like to ask some questions. All right, so so my response, Brad, to to your questions, okay, show me, show me how uh, these other ways that you're talking about. Show me what the end result is, and, and let's talk about that, because if you uh, actually are willing to walk walk the the, the walk there, uh, you're you're going to find out that there really is only only a one way that makes sense. There's only, only one way that makes sense, and that is that Jesus came and he died for our sins. Uh, that is what history recorded. That is recorded outside of Scripture itself. That is recorded outside of the Bible as well. Uh, we know for a fact that Jesus walked this earth. Uh, he's in uh, many, many different texts. Uh, there are many others, other beliefs that actually, I mean, you can look at Islam. Uh, Jesus is identified. Like, Muhammad talks about Jesus. Like, I mean, he's, he, was, he was here. He was here, and they're still looking for his body today. So if my truth is that your truth is a lie. Tell me which truth is is, is true, and let's then let's let's walk through that. Uh, and if you're not willing to walk through that, then this, this is the wrong conversation. You actually don't understand what you're asking, and you don't understand what you're contending. Uh, and and so that's that, that's really where where I peel back the conversation too, because uh, at the end of the day, uh, a lot of these questions they're just canned questions that usually come from a a, a person of uh, disbelief, a person of doubt. Uh, who who doesn't want to actually face the truth or think about the truth? Because uh, if you do, you take the mm-hmm. risk of finding out that what you've been believing, what you've been doing, what you've been uh, spending your time consuming, you you take the risk of finding out that that may not be the best for you. You like it, so you don't want to give it up, but it may not be what's best for you. There may be something else that's far better for you. So uh, hopefully that answers uh, the, the the question initially. I know Bobby's got some some great insight Woo! too. Man, boy, we <laughs> I have this feeling that we about to get tough love spiritual up in here today and we haven't even gotten to Mr. Clark, man. So so that's a that's a great point, because and honestly, I'd never even thought of it that way. If, if someone says my brother and I were just having this conversation and bro, I love you. You know, I do um, that. But he that's that was his first thing. Oh, man, I had this I have such a hard time 
thinking that this Jesus guy is, is the only way to God. Um, and, and that, you know, he's the only way. Um, but Justin, that was, that was, that's, that's crazy that you said that because I never thought of it that way. It's like, okay, well, if there are many ways to God, share some with me. What exactly are those ways? Right. Mm -hmm. Have you asked people that? And then if so, what kind of answers have you gotten? I'm I'm so curious. Well, yeah. So, so to, to go to, to build on that same point, most of the time, uh, people that are saying that people that are resting their entire like well-being and life in that they haven't actually thought about these other ways they don't know about the other faiths in, in the world they don't know about other other scripture other texts from these faiths uh, they don't actually know so i spent i spent a period of time where i really wrestled with my faith i was uh early on in college i was taking a lot of eastern philosophy classes i was learning about Confucius, I was learning about Taoism, I was spending a lot of time, because uh, in some ways, in some contexts, that absolutely made sense to me. Do do good unto the world, and good will happen to you. Uh, you know, find your inner peace, you know, align yourself, the spiritual ecosystem. In some ways, a lot of that made a ton of sense. At the end of the day, though, it didn't, it, it, there was no reconciliation for the fact that I, I'm a fallen person, uh, that I'm not good. There's no, there's no atonement for the fact that uh, that I, I am not good, but people want to believe that we are innately good. Like you, you look, you go, oh, there's good in everybody. I, I believe there can be good found in everybody, and I believe that you can make good decisions and you can uh, make good moral-based decisions. I also believe that comes from the way that God created you, so uh, there's no way getting around that. Uh, and that's, uh, that's 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 a pretty uh, common uh, belief still across a lot of faiths. Remove God from it, but a lot of faiths still believe that there is. A, a natural tendency to a good moral basis for living and a moral standard. But what happens when you start uh, de- taking apart that standard and peeling apart? You look at the world like we we're seeing a lot of things today. Uh, you look at things like you see in, in our schools and, and things happening in our churches and, and across society where uh, you got people identifying as inanimate objects at times or, or whatever. Like, and that's probably a question that you'll throw at Bobby and I just to see what happens later, I'm sure, and uh, maybe part three. But uh, the, the the truth of the matter is, uh, when when people are asking that question, so I'll use your brother for instance. The, the reality is, he's probably not actually thought about those ways. He he probably actually doesn't know. And if you walk the end of all of these faiths, there is a dead end. There there is there's a point where okay, there's there's nothing else. This is it. Right. Whereas if you walk to the end of Christianity, if you walk to the ends of Christianity, there is no dead end. There is no dead end. There is a payment for your sins and mine. For all have fallen, uh, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's Romans three twenty three. It's a very uh, uh, popular and uh, often quoted verse. But but we all have. That means that you, myself. That means that there's nobody sitting on a pedestal. So when I walk to the end of uh, of Christianity and I go, okay, so what happens? When, so what happens when I die? Assuming that I have professed my faith in Jesus. I've given my life over to him, and I've lived. Uh, I've, I've lived this life according to these standards, according, according to what what he's done. And re- remembering the fact that I'm still not. I'm. I'm still not. Try, I'm still not good. Like I, I'm not gonna be perfect after I accept Jesus as my savior. But what is right. it that? Well, what does this path look like? Well, uh, it looks like uh, I. I am full of sin, but Jesus paid the price for my sin uh, once and for all on the cross. And then he took it one step further and he conquered the grave, demonstrating the fact that, hey, this life isn't it. This life is not about you. It's not about what you're, it's not about your hopefully 70 to 80 years if you live here in the US, United States of America, different, uh, different depending on where you're at in the world. It's not about those 
those years and and there's no there's no final point to those those years except the fact that you die but then there is there's more beyond that that's not the dead end and all these other faiths that's that that's the dead end there there isn't there's no there's no standard there's no proof uh, there's no way that you can go back and articulate and, and prove these these afterlife theories in these other faiths uh whereas again like i'll go back to it they're still looking for jesus's body man uh, and and it's been it's been a couple thousand years that's that's a long time to dig and they haven't found it so yeah longest archaeological hunt in history <laughs> right so yeah that's the thing man bobby and i and, and i know you're stewing over there man but i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna open your door in just a second but that's the thing. If you're going to tell me, if you're going to come to me or come to you, Justin, when you're having a, a good conversation at the coffee shop, like you do frequently, um, if you're going to tell me that there are many paths to God, right? And then when I ask you what they are and you have no answer, that means you haven't spent that time going down those paths. Yeah. Even just one of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, what, the, what that means to, to, to me is that, okay, great. Then this isn't the conversation that we're meant to be having today. The conversation is, 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 is actually peeled back a few steps. Uh, it's, it's, it's well before that you, you don't, sure. you don't really understand uh, the, this life at, at all. And, and that's not me being holier than thou or knowing right. more than you. Uh, the, you, you're caught up in, I, I want to live the way that I want to live. Okay. Well, let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk about that because what I have to share with you isn't it, it isn't meant to completely uh, uh, actually it's going to uproot your life but it's it's not it's it's not you giving up what you think is is a good life for something that's lesser it's actually it's it's you taking the life that you have and it is bettering the life that you have now that doesn't mean that and we talked about this last week doesn't mean that you're gonna get more have more be more that's not that is not what you're getting you're getting Jesus that, that is a, a tangible, tangible gift. You're, you're getting Jesus. And, and, and from from there, we can build on a conversation. But if we can't if we, if we can't get to that point, and there's no point in talking about uh, the fact that you think that there's a bunch of other ways to get to heaven, and there has to be multiple ways. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we should probably start with, well, what do you think heaven is? What, right. what, do, you, what do you think the point is of, of heaven? What do you think, what do you expect there to be? Because if you're going to do that, then you're going to walk through all these other paths of, of belief, all these other worldviews, and you're going to end up with a different result every single time. So maybe let's start there. There's a lot of places to start. So I guess my my, 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 my last two cents here for, for Christians, you don't have to go into these conversations with a plan to be right on everything. What you should do really is go into a, 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 these conversations with a plan to, to understand. Uh, seek first to understand right. where somebody is at, then be understood. Hundred percent comes from the, the seven habits of highly effective people. But uh, there's no there's no reason for you to go into any apologetic conversation or any conversation with a loved one where you just uh, want really what you want to do is share share your faith and 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 have somebody else go, oh, I believe that too because that's that's what you want, and I get that. Uh, but you're you're not oh, you're not going to get there by, by just going in there with uh, all of your facts lined up if uh, if somebody else isn't they're not actually figure out the question that they're actually asking that would right. be that would be my, my, my hope right similar to uh, sales right I mean it's it's you don't just go in and hand them a sheet and say and here this is what we have blah 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 no no you talk to them you ask questions you figure out their needs and then you per- and then you serve their needs right yeah. it's it's really that simple uh, oh. Bobby I've I've, I've uh, it's your turn, bro. What do you say to those people who who say there are many paths to God? And by the way, there's 
last I checked, there was, I think, 4,200 different paths to God. I think there were like 4,200 different faiths, religions in the, in the country. And I like to, yeah, I keep shutting them out. <laughs> but I like to, I, I mean, I, I just, I have sometimes these visions come into my head and I, I, I'm like, what do people think when they, when they look up at the sky, right? Do they think that like, that the sky is segmented? right? Into 42 different areas covering the whole globe. Well, and if you, from here to here, it's the Christian God, from here to here, it's Islam God, from here to here, it's Buddha God, from here to here, it's this God. It's, you know, you know what I'm saying? Is this, I mean, I think the, the, the fact if, 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 and I'm speaking as someone who may not believe, I mean, I believe, but I'm saying other people generalistically, the fact that there's the possibility of there being a God in my mind, commonsensically translates to the fact that there can only be one. Right? Am I off with that? Bobby, like start there if you want, man, but but many paths to God. Go. That's a great segue because that's what I was first gonna say. What who is God? Who is your God? What is God to you? I think you know, J- Justin asked the question. Let's start with the fundamentals of what you believe first. And I think the fact of the matter is, is that people create their own gods for their self and, or they create a vision of God where they, where they selfly want to be. So no matter what, the core of it is always going to be what is in it for me. Right. And that's not with, that's not what Jesus came to do. It's, it's to be selfless. That's to die of yourself. That's why he paid the ultimate price. The, the fact of the matter is, is that unfortunately there's so many different, religions out there, different pathways, if you will, that lead to nothing, that lead to false hope based on works. (laughs) And guess what? Works don't get you to heaven. Works don't even get you to any kind of gratification. And if it is, it's short term. All three of us have come from a place of sin and realize that what we're doing today is not leading us anywhere other than back to square one. It's almost like Groundhog's Day. You know, I think being a non-Christian is, is exactly that. We unfortunately are, are just constantly going, trying something new every single day to get some sort of gratification, some sort of happiness. Happiness is what the word is used all the time because happy, you know, it's, it's something that happens to us. So it's self-gratification. And that's not what Jesus is all about. It's all about joy. And joy doesn't mean happiness all the time. Right. And I think the, I, we can dive in so deep in here, but I think the core of it is, is who is God to you? And I think you have to get to a place where um, that works and what you're doing today is you're still asking questions. My brothers and sisters out there, if you're listening to me, once I surrendered myself to Christ, I no longer asked any questions because the fulfillment that I got from my heavenly father is all I needed. And I think that's where we try to, as non-Christians or non-believers, we try to find some sort of satisfaction or some sort of gratification to ourselves. Mm. And man, oh man, if you can just, and again, it goes back to the core. Everybody's different. Every single person you know, has been directed. If you got to think about it, Satan is a liar. He's created all these religions, right? All these cults, all these like, I mean, if you think about it, if you just like, again, Justin and I have studied the, the different religions and 
if you really dive into the Torah, if you dive into Islam, it is really close, guys. If you even dive into Mormonism, if you dive into uh, Jehovah's Witness, which we're, we're not going to get into that, 144,000, stop talking to people. Really, seriously? You're, I'm just kidding. Um, there I go. No, I'm kidding. Um, but there are so many religions out there that try to emulate the word. And they've taken it from there, which is what Satan does. He's a liar and he's an author of confusion. And, you know, my heart breaks for people because I know ultimately what they're trying to do. They're trying to satisfy themselves by also doing some sort of works or something. They're striving, but they're going, there's a dead end. Talk about pathway. It is a dead end. Mm -hmm. And you get to that point and you're like, what do I do now? Well, let's go to a different religion. They're constantly searching for different ways. And Jesus is there the entire time saying, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. All you got to do is just hand, get your hand out. And I promise you, once you do, it is life changing. And that's all I can say. Uh, Justin said it best, and I'm not going to try to sprinkle anything on that. Yeah. Well, no, he usually does a really good job of, of laying things out in a way that's, like I said, digestible. And I, I can... Man, yeah, it's, it's episode. It just came to mind. I wrote it down. It's like maybe, maybe this, maybe episode three, part three of this, this whole thing. You guys said it before. It's probably going to happen. Maybe episode three should should be on the Catholic Church. Oy. Mm, yeah, it, it went Ooh. quiet. <laughs> oh episode my three can be whatever you want it to be, Brad. No, I know, man. But again, it's going to, it's going to offend a lot of people, bro. It's, it's, and it's, and one thing I want our audience to recognize is that I know these men, I know myself, we are not here to call you out, bash you and leave you hanging. That's not what we're here to do. We're doing this because we have seen and felt the supernatural power of God through the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives on a regular basis. We know what's up. And, and we want that for you. So we are speaking this truth out of love for all of you in hopes that God will take this podcast and spread it across the globe and spread it across to people who really need to hear it. Because no matter how, many, how much marketing I do, no matter how many clips I put out there, I'm not going to be able to get it into the hands like he can. Right. So I'm just kind of on this ride, man. I, I, I told somebody yesterday in an interview that I'm I feel like I'm this guy in a plane that's empty. It's got no passengers in it. Right. And we're flying at 50,000 feet, man. We're, we're up there and we're just rolling and I'm in the cockpit, but I'm not in the, in, in the pilot pilot seats, either one of those. I'm like in the back bench sitting there strapped in, can't move. And I'm sitting there saying, God, take us, take me where you need to go. Right. And God's the one driving the plane, flying the plane. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, great. That's called faith. Way. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but that's the thing. I want people, I want other people to be able to get out of their own way long enough to experience what they don't know. Right. As I say before, I've said it to many people with enthusiasm, with natural enthusiasm that look, all you have to do is experience the presence of God one time. Mm. One time. That's all it's going to take. If you experience the presence of God, you will not go back. Right. So let's move on into some other stuff where it's about to get it's about to get pretty real over here, I think, with, with you two here. So um, 
I'm actually reading, you guys know John Cooper, right? Lead, lead singer of uh, Skillet. Skillet, I believe, is one of them, like, my favorite bands of all time, if not the favorite. Um, and I'm reading his book, Awaken Alive to Truth, right? Have, if you guys have not read it, I would, I would highly suggest you do. Um, and for the audience, that's what it looks like. I'm going to have to edit that out. All good. Um, so I'm reading his book, Awaken Alive to Truth, and he talks about postmodernism, right? Postmodernism, relativism, etc. Basically, I don't want to go deep into what those things means. You guys can get the book for yourselves. Um, basically, if I had to simplify it, it's um, basically different beliefs that state that there really are no absolute truths, right? There are different things and different, different theories and different things, but even, even pastors and Christians are ascribing to this mess. Um, but as a society, how, <laughs> how did we fall away from believing in absolute truths, right? I mean, is it just because most people are followers and they follow what they're told? Or, I mean, so the blind followers outnumber the discerning, the actual people who are awake and discern things, right? Or did it originate in a church somewhere? Did it originate in a university somewhere through communist professors? What is, you know, who wants to take that first? I started the last one, so I feel right. like it's only it's only kind of me to, to let, let Bobby jump in first here. I mean, that's that you, that is, but we're we're going we're going to need a scuba gear for this one. Oh boy, we're we're going to go deep. I'm looking. Um, yeah, I want to definitely, and you better have your oxygen tank ready for this one. So. Here, the problem is, is that everybody's just looking for it, it, woke Christianity, woke, wokeism, whatever ism you want to use, whatever progresses progression, every any any isms you want to use is exactly where Satan wants us to be. He wants us to cause division, even within our church community, even within the body of Christ. That is the ultimate goal, what Satan's trying to do. And and unfortunately, you're seeing a lot of churches um, subscribe to wokeism or to uh, just the mass because they care about numbers. And unfortunately, they don't care about they stop reading the word and they stop praying. They stop fasting. They stop do, reading the red letters. They stopped uh, preaching the truth because it's all about the numbers. And unfortunately, that's where we're at today. And now Satan, all Satan needs is, is just an opening, man. And the church has given uh, Satan an opening. Where do you think he's going to go after? He's already got the world. Hmm. He, he, he is the master of the world. The, the world. He owns this earth. This is his. This is his domain for now. But he knows the end. I mean, we all know the end. And so the problem is, is that church today is broke. And we need an awakening, which is why we're doing these podcasts. This is why we're going out there just preaching the truth teaching the truth, getting back to the basics of what Jesus came to do. And it's the problem, man. I, I don't want to dive into so, so too, too deep here. I know I just talked about putting a scuba gear on, but it just, it infuriates me because I look at the church and it's not whole anymore. It's the, the wholesome of the church is no longer, it's broken into pieces. And we've got to have people to stand up like us who are unapologetic to confront that in a loving way, you know, for me, it's hard to do because I'm trying to love and not have this bitterness 
for what's happening. Mm -hmm. And so it's a strong balance because, you know, I'm human, I'm flesh, I'm not perfect, I'm imperfect, but I know that what I'm looking at in the church, and I'll be honest with you, I don't like going to church as much anymore because I look at the church today as a business. And, um, and Jesus, man, I, I know he's here spiritually, but if he was here physically, bro, he would tear down most of these churches today. Right. And so, um, I would just say just to wrap it up and to give it back to Justin is that we need to pray for these leaders because the blood is on their hands and the decisions that they're making today is, is scary because when Jesus comes, are you going to be, are you going to be the one that's going to be left behind? Is it worth it? Is it worth just getting the masses because you didn't want to speak the truth? To me, I don't know. I say no. Yeah, man. So, so are you, are you actually saying that, 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 that pastors in many churches across this country are, um, uh, are focused more on the number of people in the pews that can tithe and, and the bottom line of the financial side of things of the church versus going out there, keeping it real and letting the chips fall where they may? Uh, I, unfortunately, it's 100% right. Um, it's sad. Um, it's sad where the church is at today. The church is growing in such masses. Um, and I believe it's the, it's the work of Satan. Unfortunately, I know that's a big thing. Well, how could you say that? Um, I'm looking, the church is growing. I've gone to, uh, I, I like to visit different churches, not from a judgmental standpoint, just to get some, I like to be with other people, other Christians. I love to just, um, and I, and I, and I go to these big churches or churches I'm in Dallas, I'm in Dallas, Texas. Mm. So, so every church around the corner is big. Everything's in Texas is big. Mm -hmm. So you go to these churches and I, and I go in there and, you know, I'm going in there just ready to worship, right? The reason why we worship is to give. He is worthy. He's worth everything. So we go to give to him. And I look at, and I walk into these churches, number one, that are broken. Of course, you know, I'm in the physical fitness and I see that two thirds or plus of the Christian are overweight, obese, sick, mm. sick in body, sick in mind, mm. yet are, are, why aren't the Christians getting healed today? Why aren't the church, why aren't we running to the church, even in COVID, why didn't we run to the church for healing? Why didn't we run to Jesus for healing? What happened? Why aren't we getting healed today? Why isn't the spirit moving where it needs to be moved today? Why? The spirit's been removed from the church because they want to bring in the masses and they want to do whatever it takes. And I believe, I truly believe in the heart of the heart, the intent is sometimes there for most of these pastors. The intent is to just really love on you. But, but the problem is, is that the world is just taking them control and they can't bring, I mean, at some point, as soon as they are convicted and I pray for conviction every single day for these big churches and all the churches and they, they start speaking the truth, they know that they're going to lose a bunch of people. And it's scary. Well, I mean, the, <laughs> the reason that people didn't run to the church during COVID because the doors were closed. <laughs> yeah. And that's a whole different segment all its own, man. We talked about that in part one. If you didn't hear it, go back and listen. So Justin, as a society, man, how did we, how did we fall away from the belief of absolute truths? 
I, I, well, we've been doing this for since the, the beginning of, of time. Um, so it's nothing that we shouldn't expect. It's nothing that we shouldn't look around like, oh, this is a surprise. Uh, the, the reality is, I mean, we, we, we've come to and we should have come to a point where we where we expect this to happen. We continually expect it to happen. Uh, I mean, I, I'll just there's, there's a number of examples, but I'll cite uh, Israel as they uh, made the exodus from Egypt, from slavery in Egypt. Uh, and and cross the Red Sea into uh, into their journey to the promised promised land. Uh, they had uh, at <laughs> for much of their journey, they had the the physical presence of God with them in the the tent of meetings, uh, which is their uh, the tabernacle, which is with um, I mean I don't know we could go on and on and on. Uh, this is for this is this is to paint a picture here. Uh, th this people group literally had the physical presence of God in their midst. Mm -hmm. And they chose the world over the physical presence of God in their midst. They, they chose the world. So I'm going to take that and I'm just going to say, look, today, it's, it's no surprise to me that we have all sorts of people trying to make a name for themselves, trying to uh, gain popularity, trying to gain a following. Uh, when you have things like uh, social media, when you have things like the ability to hop on a podcast and press record, right? Uh, there's uh, YouTube, there's uh, Instagram, there's all, there's uh, TikTok, there's there's all of these ways to gain following, to gain popularity, and popularity generally leads to in this world, uh, it leads to financial gain, it leads to uh, more uh, more opportunity, as, as some people would put it, and, and then you, you you take that template and you lay it across everybody, so everybody takes this and adopts this mindset of uh, of well. I, I want to do and say whatever I can to gain the, the most. And and here, I, 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 I get that. I mean, that's that's a natural tendency for all of us. I mean, we're all fallen people living for what this world has, has sold us. So looking at where we're at today in, in the church, uh, I, yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of broken churches out there, and there's a lot of broken people leading those churches. In fact, every single one of those people is, is broken. Uh, that being said, I think there's a lot of uh, really, uh, really great things about church, and I think there's a lot of really great churches out there still who are willing to speak the truth, who are willing to stick to the truth. And, and I think there, there's more that there, there are more in abundance than than not. Uh, I like what Bobby pointed out about some some of these larger churches. A lot of times they uh, present themselves as a very seeker sensitive uh, church. They're very uh, they're very welcoming, very warm, uh, and and that is that is how church should be to the body. It actually should be, uh, but you're not. If if you think that you're going to church on a Sunday to feel good about yourself and and leave and go about your your week or catch a football game, whatever it's going to be, then then you're missing you're missing a point. Uh, if you're taking your friends to church to get saved, well, you're you're missing the point. I mean, that's not the pastor's job. That's that's your job. Uh, I'm not okay. saying don't take your friends to church, but uh, the the church is church is for the body to gather we are the church uh, it's for the, the body to gather and to worship as bobby pointed out um uh, so uh, i i think there's there's a lot to it uh brad you have a habit of asking questions i think that could be entire episodes by themselves <laughs> as, as i'm thinking about this so uh, the, the 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 deconstruction the postmodernism all of these these things that we that are presented and sold to us and marketed us uh, to us as new ideas is is groundbreaking they're not. They're not groundbreaking. They're not new. They're, they've been around for years and years and years. It's just getting wrapped up in a different package so that you get attracted to it and you want to open it up and see what's inside. 
And the more packages that you can spend your time opening to see what's inside, uh, the more distracted you're going to be, the further off you're going to get from the truth. So this, you get far enough that the truth is very blurry and it's very hard to figure out. And then you get convinced at one point that it's okay, that's cool that that's true for you, but what's true for me is true for me. We go back to that whole uh, circular argument about truth. And then you get people choosing these different uh, ways to identify themselves or these new lifestyles that don't make any sense at all. I mean, there are literally, there's a popularity rising around, uh, and this is, this is fascinating to me, about lifestyles and choices and decisions that literally like go against the very theory of evolution of, of the human mind, which is what many people want to rest their faith in the fact that we came from, uh, you know, amphibious creatures out of the water or whatever. Uh, and there's a lot of different ways that, that come about that, right? But the, the very interesting thing here is that uh, what is happening today would exact, would, would speak completely and antithetical to a lot of those beliefs. They, they don't make sense. Uh, they, they, they don't fit. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't keep the human race going to, to live and choose these ways. So there's something else going on. You can't just like sit there. So when you uh, bring up, again, these, these ideas of postmodernism, these, uh, these, these newfound uh, theologies and, and ideas, they're not new. They've been around. They're, they're nothing that we should be surprised about. Uh, what we should do a better job of uh, as, as Christians specifically, uh, and just as people in general, is taking a step back and going, okay, so what are the second and maybe third, fourth order effects of me uh, choosing to abide by this and believe in this? It's like, okay, a little bit sounds good, but what happens if I take a little and somebody's asking a lot later, what's that going to lead to? What's going to lead to your sons and daughters coming home deciding that they want to be an animal? Uh, or you know the opposite gender or whatever, just just because they they, they feel like that that's who they are, and so you got five six year olds coming home doing this, then you got parents jumping jumping too, going oh well great like we we need to we need to edify this and we need to encourage this because it's the loving thing to do. It's like well no that's actually very hateful. That's uh, actually I mean if anything if, if if anything I think that's a very evil thing to do and and a, a demonstration of hate towards your children. So no, maybe you should no, take a step back there. Yeah, no, no kids come up with that stuff on their own. They're too no, young. They're, not. They they don't. They're they are they are presented with it at school. You know, they they are shown it some other way. But five, six, ten, twelve year olds, fifteen year olds, whatever, they don't come up with this stuff on their own. And and we all know that. If we want to be the truthful about be truthful about it and admit that, we know that, right? And so parents should be. You know, that's that's a different story. I'm not a parent, but again. I don't have to be a parent to know that certain things are right or wrong. It's, it's really that simple. Right. And it's a good thing. I'm not a parent, man, because I, I've told my wife, I don't know how many times she's, she has agreed with me, nodding her head. It is really a good thing. I'm not a parent dude, because I, those school boards, those principals, the, all, they would know me and they would see me coming a mile away, bro. And they would not like it. They, it would not, it would be nothing nice. Whew. All right. Well, maybe maybe those school boards they still need to know you. Yeah, I agree. Oh man, we'll send them the podcast. <laughs> see, sure. See if I mean, they listen. Hey, blanket statement to everybody out there. I've got young kids, and everybody listening to this, uh, I mean, hopefully get to know me on this podcast a bit more uh, with, with Brad. Um, and I know Bobby's got kids. And as as you think about, uh, and, and so this is a message to to all of you for for this moment. Uh, there there is going to be a continued uh, continued road of all these new ideas, these new things that are going to come out in public schools, are going to come out in our celebrities, are going to come out in our culture. 
and we're talking about this right here right now you do not have to just accept these things as truth because somebody else is teaching it right. it is up to you to raise your kids it is up to you to be the influence in your kids life the main influence it's not up to the world it's not even up to your church you don't take your church your kids to church to learn about jesus that's that's not why they should be going to church either yeah that's a byproduct of them being there at church around other christian kids or kids being raised in the church sure your job is to teach your kids about Jesus. Your job is no. to teach your kids. It is not, it is is absolutely not your pastor's job. It's not their Sunday school teacher. That's your role. And it's your role to be defending your kids against the the, the ways of the world. That you, If you're sending your kids to public school, which some that, that may be your situation, you may have to do that. They're going to be exposed to things that don't, don't make sense. They don't make sense, but they're being taught that they're true. And so what you're teaching under your roof is significant and important and it is the battle against what they're learning elsewhere they're not going to school to learn arithmetic and reading and writing anymore they're going to school to learn those things with a lot of other things added on top yep yeah and i i say i've been saying this for a long time i've always had an inkling not to do it um but especially in this day and age man after covid crap after all that stuff man i mean and I know people don't want to do it because people, I think most people are inherently good at heart, right? They they want to do what's right. They want to, they are inclined to, to believe the rule makers, right? But, but I'm here to tell you right now, one of the best things that anybody could do, parent or otherwise, is stop trusting the institution. St- any of them. Do not trust the institutions. I'm sorry. And I know you want to trust the FBI. I know you want to trust your school board or your school district. I know you want to trust your hospital. I know you want to trust the CDC and the FDA. Look how well that went for us, right? I know you want to, but unfortunately, everything is corrupt. And that's not conspiratorial. Go do a little research. You'll figure it out. We're going to talk about some of this stuff here shortly. But, you know, you you have to be at least at the minimum be skeptical of the institution and the people within those institutions, teachers, principals, etc., and you need to find out what they're teaching your kids, right? You need to figure out that your your six year old might come home and say, "Mommy, mommy, I'm a furry. I'm a doggy. I can roof, roof, roof." And she's on her knees running around the house, and you're sitting there looking at her like, "What the heck just? What the hell just happened?" I sent her to school. She was a normal human being. She comes back as barking around like a dog. No, no, no. You sit her on the couch and and you do what Justin said to do. You you, you just boy, I, I, right? I, Parents just don't want to parent anymore. That's the unfortunate. They want their, their, they, they, if you ever go to a restaurant and you see mm. parents with kids, they have devices in their hands. Yeah, they so want they the screen to raise them. Yeah. Yep. So they're being raised by technology, social media, schools. So parents stopped raising. What Justin said is so true. Train up a child in the way they should go. And when they get old, they won't depart from you. You have to have the fundamental Christian foundation in your home because that is the full armor if you do not put the full armor of christ on your children and put a hedge of protection on them completely because here's the thing we've we've thrown all of our children into the lion's den and say this will this will make them stronger are you are you kidding me we've we've desensitized it's exactly what justin said for for years we've been being desensitized for so long that now horror movies are now pg13 and sometimes even pg mm. i mean the, just the it, it's just the pure scum and it, the evilness has just started getting so diminished and so just 
desensitize that it's no big deal anymore, right? Mm. And that's that's with society, that's with everything. And we've just become a de- there's so many people becoming a depraved mind, you know, it just completely gone. Satan has controlled them. It is gone and they don't want to do they don't want to they don't want responsibility, they don't want nothing. And yet they want to live their own life for their, themselves. And yet they're still having children. Praise God, they, they still have children. And we, we, that's a whole different subject of not having children and not saying, I'm saying aborting children. That's a different subject. But um, again, going back to what, just to wrap it up, man. And that's, I think that's a passion for, for us who have kids and have seen, like, I can tell you stories upon stories because I've got seven kids and, and, and four grandbabies. What? Yes, yeah. And so the crazy thing is, is that I failed as a parent. And I, I remember growing as I'm, as my kids are being raised and I'm saying, I'm telling them, listen, I'm going to fail you because I'm human being, but who's not going to fail you is our heavenly father, Jesus Christ. I keep him in the word because when they get old, even though I'm going to fail them as a parent and I will, and I'll fail you guys as friends, I'm going to fail. But I always want everybody to know, go to the word, never stop reading the word, never stop reading the red letters. I mean, that's going to be the, the, my anthem for the rest of this for forever is never stop reading the red letters Mm -hmm. ever. Yeah, man. I mean, just again, we're going to move on here in a second, but I mean, if I was a parent, one of the things that I would do is, is, I, I mean, every night, even for five minutes, five, 10 minutes, man, you sit with them, your TV's off, you know, no other distractions. And I'm sure there are really great um, little puzzles or, or questions that can be asked. And you can just ask them a question, have them answer it. The, the noggin will start turning, right? And then say, well, what about this? And make them think a different direction. And then ask them, well, what about this? And make them think a different direction, right? It's teaching your kids to think as simple as it sounds, man. Schools are going to teach them not to think, right? They're going to teach them to follow and be good uh, good citizens or, or whatever. Right. But teaching them to think as simple as it sounds is something that, that I would absolutely be implementing every single day. Cause just that little bit, that little activity, when they're in situations, they will, they will remember that. Right. Because you'll teach them that. And then they'll, they'll well, think, that- and then they'll, they'll probably go on a different direction than the rest of the crowd. And that's okay. You need to tell them it's okay. They need to be okay with rejection. Teach, teach them about that as well early on. That's what happened with technology. Technology completely took the place of thinking. Um, mm-hmm. You've got answers with this whole thing called Alexa, um, Google. Um, you've got Siri? social media, you've got Siri, whatever. You've got the answers right in your hands. I, I, I know I'm the oldest one in this group, but um, I, had to, I had to go hunt for mine. There was real life stuff that I had to do. I had to actually work for it. Um, I had to go to this thing called dictionary. I had to actually read it. Um, it was crazy. So I, for those of you who don't know, you've never heard of it. It's, it actually, it has, it has meanings to every word out there. So it's pretty cool. It's an actual book, um, like a physical book. It's, it's many books, <laughs> thick, thick books. Yes, yes. It would be selling door to door back in the fifties. <laughs> um, now I'm not that old, but with that being said, technology, take it away. Parents remove it. It is, it is the lion's den. It is Satan's playground. Mm. There's not even a moment. There's no, there's no justification to ever have to, for your kids to have technology. Zero tech, zero justification. And I can argue that all day long. All right. I've seen it. Watch my daughter almost die because of technology. 
we have to, we, we might have to get into that story later, man. I I didn't know yep. that, but so really quickly, guys, before we move on to the next question, I, I it's just again part three, part four. Let's just keep going. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so since you guys are both parents and and you're very discerning parents, what uh, just for parents out there listening, what is what would you say is the appropriate age for your kids to be able to have a cell phone in their hands? <laughs> uh, dude, uh, I mean, okay. So, <laughs> at, at what age? You know, when do they I, become I eligible? I don't. I don't know that there's ever an appropriate age. Uh, Thank you. I, when I, they I house at eighteen, twenty. I mean, at that point, it's their decision. I, I can understand the desire for parents to stay in touch with their kids when their kids start driving, to have the ability to make a phone call if, you know, a car breaks down on the side of the road and, and they need assistance. I can understand that. So uh, here's so, so here's my thoughts on this. This is something my wife and I do not have to cross this bridge for a long time. Um, we, we So our, my, my, my oldest of, of my kids right now is two and a half years old. So... Um, I, I have some time for this, but I mean, to to other points, I've seen you know four or five year olds seemingly with their own devices at restaurants and stuff, and that's just completely crazy to me. So there are different types of technology that you can introduce to your kids. The way that you talk about technology as your kids grow up is going to is going to also impact the way that they talk and think about it as well. If you're always on your phone all the time, and they see that their friends are always on their phones all the time. They're going to want a phone and they're not going to be okay with a flip phone that makes a few phone calls to you. They're going to want the smartphone that has access to everything throughout the world. So you have to decide, you have to make the decision uh, as you and, and, and your wife, your spouse, whoever, whoever you are right now listening to this, whether you're a single parent or not, you have to have that decision uh, and, and that conversation with raising your kids around technology, knowing that they're going to be exposed to it. That is where my wife and I's conversations are even today. We have time before we have to make this decision, but we're talking about it now. Why? Because it's important to talk about now. My son does not need access to the internet in his bedroom ever, ever, Yep. ever. He does not. I know, I know where that path leads. I've been down that road. He does not. Mm-hmm. And neither will my daughter and subsequent children in the future. They, they do not need access to the world when they're in our home here. If they're not doing it for studies, for school, for bettering themselves, they're, they're not. And, and, and so when you send your child out into the world via the Internet unsupervised, you are literally you're you're tossing them to the wolves. Uh, and that's and that's and that, that's what you're doing. And, and we don't like to hear that. We don't talk about that because everybody's doing it. And look at yeah, what, everybody's look got at the results that look at the results that everybody's getting. And so those are my those are my thoughts there. Uh, I, I, I really think that this needs to be a, a deeper conversation. than Most people make it. It yeah. isn't it, your your uh, your kids as friends because they got phones because their parents made a decision that does that should not ever 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 dictate what you do for your kids. You you do not need to make decisions for your kids based on what everybody else is uh, is doing for their kids. Like it, you are to be in the world and not of it, and and your decision making should be a demonstration of that. Uh, and so that's that, that those are my thoughts, and, and that's and that's strong speech coming from somebody who doesn't have to cross the bridge now. And who will have to cross the bridge later, and, and, I, and I get that. But we're building the bridge right now, uh, and those conversations we're having them right now, so that when we do come to that point, we can do that. I, I don't like, I, I don't like my cell phone. I don't like that. I, I need it for work. I don't like that. I need it to be in communication with people. I, I don't, and so I like to leave it on the counter and and walk away from it. Like my my son, as far as he knows, it takes pictures and it plays music through our speakers in the house. It's like. 
that's like what, what he sees me do on it and that's and that's that's that's, that's really it. that's really all i want to be <laughs> honest I, I don't i don't like the other stuff as as, as much but uh, at the end of the day uh, the conversations that you have with your kids the conversations that you have about technology and the the um the 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 uh, the, the model that you demonstrate around it is going to impact what they think about it too. So, uh, I mean, there's, there, and there, there's a lot to be said there, but yeah. So Bobby, real quickly, really quickly, man, what is, what is it? Do you have an age in mind? Do you have any, any thoughts on that? You know, it's the crazy thing is, is that every kid is a little bit different, right? And the maturity of every single kid is different. How you raise them. I'm, I'm even seeing a lot of non-Christians, uh, parents taking away the devices. I mean, these kids are dropping like flies either they're, or they're committing suicide or they're um, getting bullied or it's just, it's just insane. And, and just from a worldview, they're taking it away. Um, so I don't think there's a, there's a magic number, mm. but I will say that when you know your child is responsible in the home and outside of the home without a device, then maybe you have a conversation with that. And then maybe slowly, because at the end of the day, when they, when, when they're at the age of accountability and parents know this scripturally and non-scripturally, mm-hmm. when you're at the age of accountability, when you think, okay, I'm, I've got to make decisions for myself. I am accountable for the decisions that I make for myself. So what I do, I reap what I sow, or there's cause and effect. There's consequences to my decision. And based on your child, and, and I say this to my children all the time. Um, you don't pick your friends. I do. Sorry about you. I pick your friends. Uh, you may bring a friend home and if I don't like them and they're a bad influence, guess what? They ain't coming around again. Now, doesn't mean I'm not going to pour into them and love on them, but I already know um, that, is, that, is, that is where I draw the line. And that's where I draw the line as a parent. So there's not a magic number, but I think you, you know your kids and you know that they're at the age of accountability and they're making wise decisions as best we can say a child can do at that age. Um, that's when you make the decision. I, I, I go back to what, or even what Justin said, um, my, our, my, my youngest, we will do a flip phone when she's in high school. That's what we've decided right now that could change. But as, as of right now, that's the proverbial carrot that we have dangled for her because it's every single day that she asks because all of her friends has it and she's in fifth grade. And so I tell her, and when you're in high school and you're driving, then yes, I'll give you a flip phone. But I tell her, I, I educate her. I explain to her that just, and, I, and, and she'll go to grandma's house and guess what? Grandma's got a phone and she's on the phone hmm. and it's like nonstop. And I, and I show her right then and there. I go, listen, you are already in 10 minutes. Can't get your eyes off that device. Yep. And she realizes it. And those are the things that you bring up to her attention. I know just like Justin and just like you, Brad, we, I'm in sales. I'm I have no choice to, but to be glued to my phone. It is not a place where I want to be. It is a, I'm, I'm enslaved to it, but it is part of my job and I'm trying to do, do the best that I can. And I don't want that for my children. Yep. So I don't have an answer for that. Sorry. No, no, you, your non-answer wasn't actually an answer. So, um, all right. So g- great parental advice on the become undeniable show here today, how to become undeniable <laughs> parents that, root your kids up ready for the world, ready to face the adversity that will no doubt smack them in the face. So guys, let's shift gears a little bit here. Um, (laughs) Do I want to open this can of worms? I don't know, but I'm going to because that's how I roll and I don't care. So, uh, So let's talk about the political landscape a little bit. All right. 
and and I'm 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 asking it from a different a different view here because I I just um I just think there's I think there's deeper layers than what people see on the surface. In fact, I know there are. All right. So Justin, I, I uh, actually, Bobby, let's start with you real quick on this one. Um, what are your what are your thoughts about this left versus right, liberal versus conservative landscape slash dichotomy that we seem to live in that I personally believe has been set up for us, right? Uh, what What is your thought about that landscape? Wow. Yeah, you. that's deep. And it's really not. It's really not. I'm just going to say this as a conservative Christian that has been uh, a Republican voter my entire life, um, had to really self-examinate my myself as to why am I voting Republican? And, and I had to change this because I started thinking about, uh, I started seeing myself pro-Trumping so much that I was almost becoming consumed by a man, mm. consumed by a party, consumed by uh, uh, the party line. I'm better than you. Right. Yes. And, and th- listen, there's, there's, there's great Democrats. There's great Republicans. There's bad in both there. There, you know, we can talk about the reason why I vote Republican. And the only reason why I vote Republican is purely for abortion. Um, there's a lot of ways that I can argue some other things. Now, with that being said, um, the political landscape has become so divisive now. I find it almost humorous in a non-humorous way. And here's what I mean by that. If you read Revelations <laughs> oh boy. and you see what is happening in Revelations, it is to a T what is exact, exactly happening today. Um, and, and Revelations isn't doom and gloom. I think the problem with Revelations that people think automatically is like, this is the end times. This is over. This is the this is the revealing of our who our savior really is. I mean, this is the unfolding. This is like here I am. This is what I'm here to do. This is what who I am. Revelation is more than that. But with that being said, there's so much eye-opening things that I can now look at in Revelations and look at how this world where this world is heading prophetically, already been done and also what's about to happen. And I look at it from a different lens, the political lens from a from a um, non-Christian or even some Christians. They just they it becomes their religion. And that is scary because I know that I for, you know, we, we used to run, we used to do our, our talk times. Right. All, all three of us and several. And we would talk about the po- political landscape and it would get so I was so consumed by what they're going to do to Trump or what's going to happen in this. And, and, I, and, I, and I, I keep going to the word and it's like, oh. You already said this is going to happen. This, this is normal. This, this is this is exactly what you said is going to happen. And why am I surprised? And and why am I even caring? Because my God is greater than all of this. And no matter what the persecution is or what's going to happen, the political it doesn't matter who's in office. And guess what? And I'm, I'm going to say this. And this is going to be controversial from a Republican, mm-hmm. conservative Republican. We need to pray for our president. We need to pray for the political divisiveness, because guess what? There's still a heaven and there's still a hell. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, if you have not asked him into your heart, I don't care what political party you are, you will not make it into the kingdom. And that's what all, it's all that matters. So I, I had to make a shift because I saw myself 
so focused on politics that it became my religion. Mm -hmm. Mm. And so I realized that I was, it was taken away from my relationship. Anything that is, takes away from your relationship with Jesus Christ is anti, right? And so I don't want that. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of politics out there. We just need to pray for the bad and, 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 and up, uphold the good and continue to fight the good fight until Jesus comes and takes us. Amen. Boy. Yeah, you're right, man. We do. We, um, we absolutely, we absolutely do need to pray for president Obama. Uh, I mean, president Biden. Um, lost, wow. Uh, you know, Freudian. I'm sorry. Not really. Uh, I mean, I, I let's just move on. <laughs> All right. Yes, that's awesome. So big, bro. I got to tell you, man. It's it's. Um, I did not expect that from from you, Bobby. Because um, not that not that you would never do that, but um, it's really it's. I think what you just did is something that so many people need to come to terms with and do themselves. Right. It, I think is really it's really big of you to say to put it out there to say that hey man I was a I was a rah rah Trump guy, you know what I mean? And I was I had fallen into into what I thought was the best solutions for our country. That I followed this man, and and he can do it after his track record and everything else, and, and he can, I think. But at the same time, it, it, it's the same type of cult like following, right? You fell into that a little bit with Trump, mm-hmm. like so many people fell into it with Obama back in the day, right? Yep. I mean, people thinking that he's going to pay for their pay for their gas and pay for their mortgage and pay for this and pay for that. And I'm like, honey, you're a fool. He's going to take your mortgage. He's going to take your money. He's going to do this. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's, um, it, it's, I, I think that was very, I think that was very big of you to do that. And, and honestly, everybody, I think on all sides needs to incorporate a lot more of that kind of humility. Um, because really and truly, bro, I mean, there's been, there's been so many things that have come and gone since, with during the time of Trump and then now after and man it's like guys stop right nobody nobody's coming to save you you know what I'm saying nobody is coming to save you there is no plan right there is no there is no cue there is no there's no plan I mean that's just a way to distract you even more in my personal opinion I don't know where it came from or whatever but it's just nobody's coming like that right so, bro, that's big ups for you, man. I give you props for doing that. Um, and I, I hope more people will will examine themselves and come to terms with that um, and, and do that themselves because they, they make smarter decisions that way as well. So, Justin, man, what is your what is your um, take on this this left right landscape that we are that we seem to be li- that we live in and we can't seem to escape? Sure, I'm going to make it concise, too. I think uh, it comes down to our politics. Everybody should be involved. Everybody should be paying attention. Everybody should be engaged. I think that's our, our first issue is most people aren't actually engaged. Uh, it's, it's more of a, uh, a spectator sport. And uh, the reality is uh, you being a citizen of the United States of America, or actually you're part of the game. Uh, you are on the field and, and you are playing as well. Uh, it comes down to who you're voting for. I think you need to actually pay attention to the issues and you make sure that you're not voting uh, because somebody else is voting one way, but you need to actually make sure you're looking at the issues, you're looking at the people, and you're voting uh, because of what you believe and voting through your values. Uh, and I mean your values, not your neighbors, not the neighbors uh, who scream the loudest, not the people who scream the loudest, but actually your values. 
I think that that's, that's significant and very important. Uh, if you are going to get rah-rah around anybody, get rah-rah around Jesus. Uh, don't uh, pick a, uh, a candidate specifically to rest your life in. Uh, as, as Bobby pointed out, yeah, hey, it's very easy, easy to get sucked into that because you, you, you want to win or you want to pick the winning side. And, 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 here's, and so here's where I'll go with that. Uh, I think we need to be very careful and pay attention to what is going on, uh, not right in front of us in our immediate elections, but what the overall uh, grand scheme is. History repeats itself, and uh, it has repeated itself many times. It's re repeated itself many times in the last 150 years uh, as far as uh, what has happened throughout the world. Uh, I, I do think that we are headed in an interesting trajectory here in the, in the U.S., and, and we need to be aware of that. There are many people that seem to be aware and more people are becoming aware. And those should be the conversations that we're having. Uh, when you vote, you're not just voting for the immediate two-year term or whatever it is. You're voting much longer than that. You're voting, when you, when you vote for the President of the United States, you're not just voting for four years. You're voting for more than that. There's going to be other effects that are going to happen that are going to impact history uh, and, and timelines after that term. So all that aside, it's a big deal. You should be paying attention to it, and you should actually be involved, and, uh, and, and it should not be a divisive issue, especially in the church. Uh, this has come up a lot, left versus right. It shouldn't be a divisive issue. In the church, your standard should be, your standard should be God's word, and that should be it. It's not Republican versus uh, Democrat or independent or, or whatever. Uh, it's, not, it's not even about being right at the end of the day. It's about uh, truth at the end of the day. So uh, there's there, there's a lot that we can dive into. I know that we're running low yeah. on, on time today, um, but those are those are my immediate thoughts. And if you have any issues with those, then I would say you need to take a look in the mirror. No joke. Ooh. That's real right there, man. Ooh. Like I said, unapologetically in your face. <laughs> so, all right, guys. This this uh, I mean, this could be the last question, um, except for the standard staple that I that I ask at the end of the show that I'm starting to ask at the end of every show. Um, so this is kind of a piggyback off of what we just talked about. Right. So in, in my, in my opinion, right. I, I and I, I hate to say that I do this, um, but I do, it's, it's natural. We are all human. We all have biases, right. We all, um, we all want to give people a chance. At least I do, um, when I meet them or talk to them, whatever. But at this point, man, there are two kinds of people in my view, in, in our society, right? There, there are the awake and then the asleep. You can't, you, there's no in between. You are the awake or the asleep. Now, in my opinion, if you are not awake after the COVID fraud, after the election fraud, yes, I said it because it's freaking true. Go watch the movie, right? There's <laughs> hard evidence that you cannot deny, but that I digress on that one, right? The, the media fraud that is constant every single day, bro. I don't even watch Fox News anymore. I stopped watching Fox News in 2020. I, I can't do it. I can't do any big corporate media. I've barely watched any news whatsoever. But if you're not awake after all this fraud that's blatantly in our face, right? And so much more that's just out in the open now, right? I mean, the pedophilia. I mean, did you ever think we would be in a time where pedophilia is being openly advocated for? Bro, I mean, keep your kids close, and I mean close, because these people will snatch them in a heartbeat. I've seen the videos. Man, it's heartbreaking, right? But if you're not awake now after all of this, then I'm not sure there's much hope for you. And you need to take Justin's advice and look in the freaking mirror for sure, right? And don't tell me, right? Don't tell me, well, I just, 
I stay out of politics, all right? Because this ain't politics, all right? This is an invasion of your livelihood, all right? This is an invasion of your kids' innocence. Leave the damn kids alone, right? Don't ever let me see somebody trying to snatch a kid up. I'll tackle your ass so quick you won't even know what hits you, all right? Why and why? I mean, bro, Dallas, Texas, recently. I see you stewing yep. over there, right? The trans yep. club at the, at the little club, parents bringing their kids to watch these yep. these these trans pedophiles give them a show and and indoctrinate them into just this sick crap, man. Right? Why aren't the police arresting these people and dragging them away for, I mean, lewd behavior, sexual misconduct of a minor at the at the very minimum, right? That's a different story, man. I'm going to find some police officers to bring on the show. I got to find out what's up. That's it. All right. I mean, how, first of all, how is it possible that so many people do not, are just so blinded? They don't see the blatant evil that is right in front of their faces. Right. But then the question after that is what needs to happen, man? What needs to happen for more people to get converted into the awakened column, right? Not left-right column. No, no, no. This is the awakened column to awaken from your slumber, to stop being part of the the asleep. What needs to happen, Justin? What 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 do people need to do? How 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 do you how do you show people who are just like this with their screens? All, I mean, like this is sure. crazy, man. How do you yeah, get people? Dude, I, I think this this might be a great part three episode uh, conversation. Uh, to, I mean, to, to be honest, because uh, it, it's really it's, it's simple. There's a difference between being awake and woke, and so people are think that this whole woke side of things is is the awake side, and it's not. It's actually the sleepy side. Uh, it is pulling down your standards. It's pulling down uh, anything that you have that would be in direct opposition. And in the interest of time, I, I mean, I don't have too much time with you guys today, unfortunately, uh, but. Uh, here and how, how it's happened, it's happened slowly. It's happened bit by bit by bit, and it seems like it's happening faster and faster because uh, progress has been made in that column, and that's sleepy column, what we'll say. Uh, and, and progress and uh, should not be confused with, with progressive. So uh, we've been we've seen this label of progressive. This is the progressive movement. We've seen this approach to church. It's progressive, which which insinuates to us when it comes down to vocabulary. Bobby brought up a dictionary earlier. Uh, if, if you look that up, then we go, oh, this is making progress. This is making things better. We're, we're, we're getting further along. We're getting smarter. We're getting more educated, uh, which is how it's being sold to you. And so you keep uh, you keep taking bite after bite after bite until before you know it, you quit your plate. And you're looking down and you're like, oh, how did I get here? Well, that's, that's the problem. And so now we have uh, kids uh, being not, not just not just going to drag shows, but being involved in them and, and things like that. Like there, there's a ton of just disgusting depravity going on and it's being celebrated by the world. And so again, we shouldn't be surprised by that. Uh, that should be expected and should infuriate you. So my 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 last phrase today to you who think that you're part of the silent majority, you're you're not. You're silent, and that's your that's that's your problem. Mm. There, the, the this whole silent majority nonsense. This whole well, I, I would say something, but what if I lose my? Okay, what if you lose your job? Right. What if? Figure right. something else out, man. Start your own business. Do something different. Yes. If you're afraid of that, if you're afraid of losing your standing in society, man, pick up your freaking Bible and look what happens. Read, read about Jesus. Read, read, read anything in just the New Testament, let alone the Old. Just read, read scripture in general. 
anybody who goes against the world, anybody who's countercultural, generally generally takes takes some heat. And what happens after that is a far better result. But uh, I don't know about you, but I, I would I would much rather uh, I'd much rather die with the arrows in my chest because I faced the battle than in my back because I turned around and ran away. Mm. Love it. That's good, man. That's good. And I'd rather. Yeah, right. What's the saying? I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees, right? 100%. That's what you mean. Bobby, what do you think, man? Yeah, just to kind of wrap it up, because I think we, we're we going to get clo- close to the end of the time. And it's just the same thing. You know, this, what Justin said earlier today was, this has been going on for a long time. This is just now being exposed in, in, in an arrogant way, because that's what Satan's all about. He's like, uh, it's, 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 it's now kind of just so exposed that it's accepted. And now it's like, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take your children. I've already indoctrinated your children. I've been doing this for over 50 years. It started in the 50s. It started slowly, started happening, and then in the 60s and in the 70s. And then it this indoctrinated this, um, what we call wokeism, but more of just, um, just, just sick. It's just, and so we've we've now been desensitized to it. And so when we see it, because we don't want to offend the drag queens. We're just going to be a part of it. It's okay to have our kids a part of it. So, you know, Justin just had to jump off, jump off but yeah. I'll just, I'll just finish up with this. We as a society have come to a place where <laughs> we have accepted evil as good. Because if we were to say anything that is what we, if we look, if, if we just look at it at, at its whole cell, like if I, if for anybody that's a non-Christian, you go 20 years down the road and saw the same thing, you'd go, that's disgusting. There's no way. But now because it's been desensitized 20 years later, oh, it's okay. Cause I don't want to offend this person. He's just a person who wants to be a girl or wants to be a dog or whatever he wants, she or he wants to be. I'm okay with it. And I'm going to let my children know that it's okay. That's not okay. And that's being desensitized. And that's where Satan wants us to get. And then again, he's exposed. He's exposed. He doesn't care. Um, it, and that's where we're at today. And now we've got to like, stop being so quiet about it and living in our bubble. We need to speak up, speak out, call it out. If you're going to get offended, I'm sorry about you. I, I'm, this is, this is God. I'm, I, I only have one judge. You only have one judge. We only have one judge. And all I care about is that at the end of the, at the end, he's going to say, why didn't you say anything? Those, these are my children that you just watched go to hell. Not doing that anymore. Yeah. Well, so yeah, Justin had to drop off, um, unfortunately, but we will, we'll definitely get you guys back on a different show. But um, I think it, I'm toying with the, the option of, of asking everybody one last thing before we go. And, and I'll ask it to you today. Yep. And so if, if you could leave the audience, all right, with just one thing, right, one thing for them to do right now today that would, without question, set them on the path to becoming undeniable, what would that one thing be? Ooh, just yeah, one. It's, it's simple it is, as it is, is in, in whatever your beliefs are or not. And I said this earlier and I said it the last episode, open up the word, open up the Bible, whether you believe it or not, read the red letters and just shut up. 
meaning don't say a word. Just listen. Listen to the red letters. When I say listen, the reason why I say that is because of this. The red letters are Jesus speaking, our Heavenly Father, our Creator. And when you speak those red letters out loud, you're hearing God's voice. And when you can start, when you can hear, when you can, when you can just spew out God's voice through the red letters, God's going to work in you and that'll change your life. It'll change the trajectory of where you are going. It'll change you. You already have a purpose in your life. You just don't know what that is. That purpose will be revealed to you in those red letters, no matter what. And that's my, and honestly, I know it seems like, oh, here he goes again, going right back to going back to his Christian walk. But I promise you guys, if you're listening to this and you're going, give it a shot. It's all I got to tell you. Give it a shot. Listen to the word. Just read the word and read it out loud. Read it out loud. Read the red letters out loud. That is for, for if you're new, it is the New Testament. It is starting in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the gospels. That is, that is the recording from each disciple, each apostle of what they witnessed different times. That's the, in, this is why this inerrant, this inerrant word of God is so, they still have not proved it wrong. They can't. And it's history. It, you know, and again, I don't want to go onto this bandwagon real quick, but I, it's funny because you get a lot of people that always go, well, I don't believe in it. And then I go, okay, do you believe that Abraham Lincoln was the president of the United States? And they would go, well, yeah. Well, yeah. well how would you, why would you believe that? You, you weren't alive. Right. You weren't around. Right. And they go, well, I, I read it. I go, well, why is what you read any different in the 1900s than it is in 2000 years ago? And we've already seen, we, we've seen more truth in the Bible than we've seen in anything. And, right. and you, if you look at, and to me, and that's history in itself, right? We go back to history books upon history books. And it was, it is a man that wrote it. it wasn't God. It wasn't inspired by God. It was a man. And there's error in that. However, we still believe it. We still believe it because it's in the, it's in the history books. Right. Yet we have the oldest history book that is the, still the biggest seller that no one wants to talk about still to this day has never changed. It's been on a top. It's been the number one best selling book in the world, people. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why they make Lord of the Ring movies and Star Wars and all these things. There's movies wouldn't even be existing without this Bible. I promise you. The Matrix, all these movies that we watch and we look from a carnal standpoint. There's a reason why there's a living word of God and what how we use to our daily lives. And if anything, guys, this if if it if it doesn't do anything other than give you peace give you a sense of worth, give you a sense of purpose. That should be, that should be it anyways. Right. That's my two cents. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, if you're, if you're, if you're not a person of faith and you don't have a Bible, okay, go either buy one or go to the, go to your, go to the bookstore down the road, right? Go find a bookstore, pick one up off the shelves. I mean, Barnes and Noble still exists. Everything is there, right? Go and sit by yourself in peace and then read it for free. Amen. Right. Yep. Don't worry about who's who's looking at you. Just tune yourself out. Get in your own little world and just just read it. And marinate. God's everywhere. It doesn't matter. Right. Matter. Boy, man, this is this was honestly longer than I thought it would it would go. But I think it's good. Um, 
you know, we'll definitely have to have you guys back on the show, man, because there's there's just so much so much substance here, and 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 you, we we try to put so much value out throughout this entire time, so that somebody can listen and say, well, I'll take that, I'll take that, I'll take that, right? You you take the nuggets that are valuable to you. So, all right, Bobby, so we go wrap this up, man. Thank you so much for being here, and um, where if people want to connect with you for fitness training, virtual, or if they're in the Farmersville, Texas area. Um, where can they reach out to you? How can they connect with you? Uh, even just for a free consult, right? To for your business to learn about what what their next steps are. Yeah, thank you, Brad. Uh, my website is www.texasfit413.com, or you can reach out to me email Bobby at texasfit413.com, or you can uh, you can text me nine seven two three three nine two nine three three. I'd love to sit down with you, talk to you about how we can really improve your mind, body, and soul. Uh, to make you whole. This is a purpose driven of what we do. It is not one dimensional. We all want a great body, but we've got to, you reap what you sow. We want to be able to make sure that you're putting the things into your mind, into your body, and, in, and ultimately your soul, because that's all we care about. And so I look forward to talking to you guys and really getting you on the right path. Yeah. If you, if you hit Bobby up and, and schedule a consult within the next 48 hours, then your first session will not include the beating over the head with the Bible. Before the training. No. Right? No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What? No, bro. Don't scare people off. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. So, all right. Thanks for that. And guys, if you want to connect with Justin, um, it's very simple. You can just go to claypodcast.com, claypodcast.com. He's got, you can find the podcast through there. You can find his information there. Um, And also, if you would, go check it out. Go listen to it. Uh, And, I mean, leave him a nice review at the end as well. All right. So, Bobby, I, um, Justin, if you're listening to this, thank you for so much for your time, bro. Appreciate it. Bobby, thank you so much for being here today. I think you guys provided, in my opinion, a lot of value. And it, it, if it just gets at least a one or two people to just think a little bit, right, yeah. about where they're, where, where things are going and where they're going, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it to do it again and again and again and again and again. Right. So, right. Bobby, thank you again, brother. Appreciate your time and insight, as always. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. All right. It is my hope that you enjoyed it, that it brought you some undeniable value, things that you can take away right now and implement that will produce positive changes in your life and hopefully in the lives of other people. All right. If you didn't hear any nuggets that were undeniably valuable to you, then clearly you weren't listening. All right. So what's your next step when this show ends? All right. It's very simple. Just pay it forward by sending this show to people you know, right? Maybe while listening, you thought of someone that really just needs to hear something that was said. One of those nuggets that you pulled away that you're like somebody came to mind and said, man, that guy needs to hear this. That, that girl needs to hear this, right? And it was made just for them, right? Send them the show. It's really simple. And it takes just a couple taps of the thumbs, guys. All right, so... Them hearing that one thing could be what gives them the final kick in the butt to get out there and start doing something positive, to start creating an impact, right? And after that, I'm going to ask you again, if you would please leave a generous review for this show as well. We work hard to try to provide like substantive content that is that is easily digestible and that you can implement in your lives, right? So give us a generous review so that the show can grow and get this value into the ears of more listeners that really need to hear it, all right? Remember, remember, you cannot become undeniable 
if you are uninformed. And you cannot make an impact if you are asleep. So wake up already. Become awakened and you become undeniable. And make sure you bless up mom. And I'm out.